Hey babes, welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast, a place where we talk about all things embarrassing and do a little bit to normalize them because lots of embarrassing things happen in life. And it truly is only embarrassing if you're embarrassed because you can choose to see things as lessons rather than embarrassment. So This episode of Mental Health Monday, we are going to be going on a journey. And by going on a journey, I mean we're going on my anxiety journey. So for this week's Mental Health Monday, I'm going to be unpacking with you guys my anxiety journey, some of the things that I've struggled with along the way, and most importantly, some of the things that I've learned and some of the resources that have really helped with my anxiety. So I want to start by talking about what is anxiety. So anxiety is uncontrollable fear, worry, negative thinking spirals. There's also a large percentage of people who have anxiety and who also have social anxiety, which largely shows up as always being worried about what people think. You leave an interaction and you're like, oh my gosh, did I say the right thing? Did I do the right thing? What did they think about me? All those sorts of things can be different ways that anxiety shows up. So anxiety has impacted me in many different ways over the years. So I had pretty unmanageable anxiety in my 20s that I didn't really do much about. I saw an anxiety therapist for a little while, but really didn't kind of have any sort of like breakthrough or really get any tools to be able to help me cope with anxiety or anything like that until I started to see a CBT therapist after my dad died. And so I had a couple points in my life where my anxiety got super unmanageable. And so I remember there was one point where I was really just kind of overscheduled. I was doing my first corporate HR job. I also had been going back to school to get my master's in HR. And I also had like a little part-time job that I was doing to make money to pay for going back to school. So I had honestly way too many things that I was struggling. I was super stressed out and I really started to have these weird physical symptoms where like anxiety was physically showing up in me being super nauseous, me not being able to eat everything, me like literally eating and then throwing up. And this went on to the point where I went to various doctors and they like were testing me for Crohn's disease and all these sorts of things. And then finally, they're like, has anything like in your life changed? I'm like, well, I've noticed I have like really bad anxiety lately. And they're like, oh yeah, well that'll do it. Like anxiety, whatever it is that triggers anxiety in your mind is what is tied to the feeling in your stomach of like nausea or like being unable to eat or whatever that looks like. And essentially I had been so caught up in this anxiety cycle that was literally affecting like my physical body and how it was showing up in my physical body. So anxiety has also impacted me with sleeping. So I've been having nightmares for a few years now. So I actually take sleeping pills for nightmares. They help, but I still like have some sort of bad dream or stress dream pretty much every night. But now that I take sleeping pills, they've really kind of gone from like nightmares to like stress dreams, if you want to kind of classify them that way. 
And so whenever I was having really bad nightmares, I literally didn't want to sleep because I knew that I was just going to have like another nightmare and it was going to be like a whole process. And so I think a lot of times that anxiety shows up in like sleeping and eating or these different physical manifestations that you have that you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? And then you talk to somebody who's professional and they're like, that's anxiety, sweetheart. And whenever I first started to figure out all these things were tied back to anxiety, I was like, that's not right. That's got to not be what it is. No way. And it was. And it took me a long time to realize that, accept that, and then to start to manage it. So some of the ways that I've managed it is through head meds and through therapy. So I take medication for anxiety. I take a medicine called Pristique, and I take that every day. And then I also have this prescription for Buspirone, which is basically like a non-addictive Xanax that I take a couple times a day. And then I have sleeping pills that I take to help with the nightmares. So I was very, very skeptical of getting on head meds and honestly refused to do it for a long, long time, even though I probably needed it for a long, long time before I got on them. And uh, a big reason that I put it off is because I was definitely worried about like the stigma that comes around with that. Like, oh, wow, you have like such unmanageable mental illness. You have to take medication. Like I almost saw it as something to be ashamed of rather than just a way to take care of yourself. Like if you were having heart problems or liver problems and you need to take a pill, like you would do it. So why would I not do the same thing for my mental health? So I really only started taking head meds when my anxiety got super unmanageable after my dad died. And during that time period, my um, dad was sedated and on a ventilator for about a month. And basically there were like new complications like every day. And so during that time, my anxiety got like so unmanageable that after he died, I like couldn't get out of that state of anxiety. And it literally took me getting on like medication, doing CBT therapy, like doing all these different things to be able to basically reset my mind, not only from that, but from all this like untreated, unmanaged anxiety that I had before that. And really just kind of all these, you know, different events in my life that happened, So head meds and therapy have really helped me. So personally, I take what is called SSRIs, which literally just means I'm taking a pill that is giving me serotonin. And so serotonin and dopamine are the two chemicals in your brain that your brain is generally not producing if you have anxiety, depression, different things like that. And so if you have those things, then it literally is just a missing chemical in your brain. And so by taking a medication for that, you're literally just putting that chemical back into your brain. So your brain cannot have all these negative thinking spirals or not have you always be worried about something or not have anxiety show up physically for you, all these different things. So anxiety has impacted my relationships over the years. So I would say most recently, anxiety has impacted my relationship. And I wrote down by kind of the saying, like, waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, if things are going well in my life, my anxiety is almost like, you shouldn't get too used to this. Something bad's going to happen. And then I literally have to be like, hey, how about instead of worrying about if something bad happens, we just enjoy the good that we're in right now? I think that probably sounds like the best idea. And so this is literally a conversation that I have in my mind, probably still weekly whenever things are going really good. Okay, so it's also impacted my relationship because 
sometimes, like when my anxiety was super unmanageable, I literally could not focus on like the current moment or like the current conversation I was in or like be present because literally my brain was just like, and I was like, oh my gosh, please stop. And really it took me like until I started seriously getting tools in my toolbox to be able to manage my anxiety and got the right serotonin and dopamine combination in my brain. It really took me doing all those things before it started to get under control and to get manageable. So ways that I've learned to navigate anxiety is of course through therapy, also through faith. So I now do this practice where basically anytime I have anxiety or if I worry about something, and I don't know about you guys, but pretty much every time I have anxiety, it's like about something that for sure is never going to happen. Like 0% chance this thing would ever happen. It's kind of silly that I would ever even think that it would happen. But nevertheless, my mind's like, and I'm like, can you please chill? And it's like, so literally what I do now is I basically have like this mental practice where I'll literally like visualize myself, like boxing up whatever worry it is and like giving it to God in faith of like, Hey God, I have this uh, thing that I'm worried about. It's pretty much always something that I don't have control over. So I'll literally be like, I'm worried about this. I don't have any control over it. So I'm giving it to you because I don't need to worry about something that I don't have control over. And like, I'll literally go through this practice of like saying it in my mind and then basically like visualizing it. And so the ability to embrace faith or spirituality or whatever you're drawn to really allows you to have basically a higher power that you're able to give all these different things to, to free up some of the uh, space in your brain that might be being used just to have anxiety and negative thinking spirals. Another thing that I would say has really helped me navigating anxiety is meditation. So I generally try to meditate every day for 10 minutes a day. I try to do it first thing in the morning and I have a little podcast that's meditations. And then I also have some YouTube videos I like that are guided meditations. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, meditation doesn't sound like a good time, trust me, I understand. I started meditating like, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And I had a friend that introduced me to it and I was like, oh, this does not sound like a good time. I definitely don't want to do this. And then I did a guided meditation on YouTube with her and I was like, oh, okay, this is like a little different than what I thought it was going to be because I thought it was going to be like sitting in silence with my thoughts and that did not sound like a good time, but normally it's like calming music in the background. And then sometimes it's like a calming voice telling you like to let go of things or to think about positive things or just different MS prompts that kind of help you to redirect your mind. So that's super cool. Okay. So obviously head meds is a big way that I've learned to navigate anxiety because it literally gives your brain serotonin. Another way I've learned to navigate anxiety is going to AA. So uh, I can look back and identify that I used alcohol for coping with anxiety and depression for a super long time. And so now that I don't have that crutch, if you will, going to AA and having that community 
almost is that crutch in a different and more positive and constructive way. And so going to AA and one thing about AA is everybody's the same person, just different versions. Like pretty much every time I've gone to AA, every story anybody's shared, I've been able to resonate with probably at least 50% of their story. And that is what is so wild about AA is it just gives you so much community and so much realization that like you're not alone in this journey or this struggle. There's so many people out there that have the same journey, the same struggles, the same triggers, the same paths they've gone down. And being able to have that community and that normalization has been super helpful for me. All right, so I want to talk about how therapy has helped me. So I do cognitive behavioral therapy and uh, it has really helped me to be able to identify and stop the negative thinking spirals. And so a big piece of it is just having the awareness of like, okay, I keep having these negative thinking spirals that take over my brain. Then the next step is like, okay, I know I have these. So how do I identify them and then redirect them? And so that's something that I've really worked through a lot in therapy. And going to therapy has also helped me normalize a lot of the things that I'm going through because I think a lot of times in your mental health journey, you feel like you're so alone or you're the only person that's experienced that. And then you go to therapy and your therapist is like, oh yeah, that's totally normal for anxiety. And here's how it shows up. And here's like how it relates back to you. And you're like, oh shit, who would have known? Not me, but this is super great information. So really the normalization and also being able to get real life ideas that I like and then come up with ways that I can take some of these ideas that I get from therapy and apply them into my real life or to my real situation or just the ability sometimes to sit down with a therapist and say, hey, here's where I'm struggling. Here's what I'm thinking about. What do you think would be useful or helpful? Or how can I reframe this or redirect this? Just having like that back and forth with somebody who's really knowledgeable about how your brain might be functioning in these states of stress and then helping you to unpack them is super, super helpful for me. So I also want to talk about how a lot of times, I think there are a really large percentage of people that just innately have anxiety. They just, everybody in their family has anxiety and mental illness a lot of times is hereditary because again, mental illness is a chemical imbalance in the brain. And so mental illness is super hereditary, but there's also a lot of life impacts that trigger anxiety. So some of the life impacts or some of the life challenges that I've gone through recently that have impacted my anxiety is grief, divorce, loss of friendship, going through um, multiple businesses being sold and having to change jobs a couple times in a couple years. All these sort of real life impacts and real life things that happen can definitely impact and trigger anxiety. And so I also want to just kind of normalize that is that sometimes you may not be somebody who has always had anxiety. You may be somebody who kind of develops it because of a situation or a lifestyle or whatever that looks like. And if you end up in that situation and you're like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. I've never been here before. That's totally fine. Just find therapy, find head meds, find whatever works for you. Also, a little therapy plug. If you guys didn't know, therapy is totally not going in and sitting on like a couch and talking to somebody anymore. 
You can totally do that if you want to. However, you also have the ability to do therapy through Zoom, literally from the comfort of your couch or on your lunch break at work or whatever you want to do. So definitely give therapy a try if you haven't and you struggle with anxiety because it's something that has really, really helped me. Okay, so I'm going to link in the show notes some different resources for you guys about anxiety. So I'm going to link my therapist. I'm going to link some meditations that I like. I'm going to link some information about uh, mental health medication and like what it is and how it works and how it helps you. And then I'm also going to link this this, um daily devotional that I do every morning that helps with my faith. It's this woman named Joyce Meyer that I love. And she does basically like 15 to 30 minute like daily devotionals on like podcast platforms. And I really like her style because she's somebody who incorporates faith and incorporates scripture. But largely what she does is go through like life experiences and lessons and different ways that she would have looked at situations if she would know had known what she knows now. So she's really big on a practical life application when it comes to faith, which is something that I personally was really looking for. So I'm going to link some of those. So if you guys want to listen to her, she does do podcasts. I'm pretty sure every day, Monday through Friday. And she's a great kind of like dip your toes into faith sort of girly. If you maybe aren't sure where to start or if you're also like, okay, so I don't want somebody who is going to like just spend the whole time like reading scripture to me. Like that's not my jam. Totally understand. That was not my jam either. And so that's where I really liked Joyce and kind of started to give her a try. Okay, babes. Well, thanks for tuning in to this Mental Health Monday episode. Hope you guys enjoyed hearing a little bit about my anxiety journey. Hopefully, if you have anxiety, this helped to normalize that a little bit for you. If you have a friend or family member who struggles with anxiety, feel free to share this episode with them to help them just have some normalization and some support along the journey. And if you guys have any anxiety tips you'd like to share, please drop them in a review or a comment. It's only embarrassing if your embarrassed podcast does do episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So Monday is Mental Health Monday episode. Friday is Faith Friday episodes. And then Wednesday is some little journey along the way. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode and as always, happy healing babes.